Hey, James, what are Sundays for? Throwing stones. <laughs> Throwing what? Throwing stones. Throwing stones. So, pitter-patter, let's get at her. We, we, you obviously have not got to that point in Letterkenny yet. Uh, is it after she cheats on him? Joel will never get to that part of Letterkenny. It's the season ender of la- of the season before this last one. I need. Well, I don't think so. No, I, I'm actually trying to catch up. Somebody else lost interest, so I've, I got one the other day. Oh, you know, apropos of nothing, I watched most of the Top Gun Maverick movie finally. I yeah. still have not turned it on. Okay, have you seen it, James? No. I, so you know all... what? I've, I've realized that movie's not for me. Well, hold on. Hold on. We're all in agreement that Top Gun is not for us. No. And I'm never a big fan, but I didn't go back and watch it. But I was watching this, and I was thinking two things. Okay, one, it's not awful. It's not. It, it's watchable, and and you do get into it a little bit. I'm giving it a compliment for someone who does not care for Top Gun and is watching a sequel retread of the movie 40 years later. Okay? Yeah. Number two. How the fuck did that movie get nominated for Best Picture? (laughs) No, I'll be honest. I started out with the compliment, and I'm not shitting on it. It's not. I'm telling you both, it's not a terrible movie. And actually, Tom Cruise gives one of his better performances here's my answer here's my answer truly ready yeah ratings i I don't brought people back to the box office that was the academy's credit i haven't watched avatar either so i Mm -hmm. i might sneak out and try to watch avatar for at least (laughs) did did you say avatar avatar i well (laughs) did they have a little I'm little, doing the little, adult version, Avatars. A little too much rouge there, a little. Yes. Well, I like them with a little too much rouge. Let's be honest. I like forward whores. <laughs> are those people yeah. who never re- is those are those people who never reply to your emails? They just send them on to others. I actually, I thought he means. was saying, I was say, say, thinking he wanted really real, well-read whores, not those backwards people that don't read much. No, I like I like prostitutes who always take the time to. No, read you already the said words. the one word. We're already canceled. You dumbass. <laughs> Prostitute. Yeah, yeah, that's the one you said. <laughs> so whore, I don't can be male or female. I think this is gender. If if I know anything about gender gender fluidity, and I don't. Now he's tripped on a bunch of James, gender fluids. As Joe keeps going on, I just want to point out it's been a pleasure. Yeah. A no, I mean, but back to Top Gun Maverick. I think gender fluid. You guys got Paramount. I think you should check it out. I just want you to come back and say, I will will watch it eventually. But I got G Man from Hell on Tubi, man. That's true. You can't. I just stand behind my my critique is how the fuck did that get nominated for Best Picture? Honestly, that's my, my assumption is that's the Academy saying, hey, you brought people back to the theater in person. I, and, Let's give credit. And as I'm watching it, I was thinking, even on a decent TV, I was thinking, I bet this was a lot cooler in the theater. I bet like gravity. Different, yeah, gravity. I bet it's a different experience. And it's not an awful movie. I Once again, and it has Jennifer Connelly in it, looking smoking fine. Had Tom Cruise topless in it, looking smoking fine. A lot of people in it topless. All, all men. All men. Yeah. All men. They had a football scene. There's a not volleyball. 
Not volleyball. And it's got John Hamm. And Chad, what's your favorite part of John Hamm? Uh, Fletch. I haven't seen it yet. Is it streaming somewhere? Uh, it's on that show. It's on Paramount if you have the Showtime option. You have um, the Showtime yeah. option? You no, I, I saw it in the theater. Oh, you rich. That was rich. that was my... Uh, that and... Oh, what was... Oh, shoot. I've already forgot the name of it. The Sam Rockwell... Um, there you go. Movie. I the um, with the with it take in in like Europe or wherever. Yeah. Um. Uh. Those were two movies. You can see uh, them leave or there they went. I watched it on yeah. HBO. Yeah. Uh. Those were two movies. I went and saw one week. I saw it in one weekend because I was so excited to see both of those. I went and saw that Ant, Ant- Man. Was okay. Son. Right. What. One of them was okay. I like parts of, of that Sam Rockwell movie, but I did like parts of it. But man, it was predictable. How man? How was that Ant Man picture? I enjoyed it. I mean, I can see where some people are saying it's getting a little bit like the Marvel cinematic thing. The bur- bubble's getting ready to. The bubble has burst. It. I don't. I mean, I don't. Dig, I don't agree with that either. They, I, I don't agree with it either. But I'm just saying they haven't really released a lot of fun entertaining movies no, for me I ha- no I think this one's fun because I'll without spoiling the ending yeah at the ending at the ending I love, love both Ant-Man movies yeah well and you'll like this one because at one point at the end he actually questions wait a second did we just make everything worse and the question and that's what I like about the movie okay. because as you watch the movie it does set up the question of wait a second what if not to Indiana Jones this up, but what if they just would have stayed at the house <laughs> and somebody even posted a, uh, mm-hmm. a if, if Jordan Peele made it or something like that, it was a, it was a mock-up of Get Out. It was like African-American man <laughs> pestered by a white family in his own home. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's actually what it's about. It is, he is there and they go there and, and, uh, and it's it's I'll be interested. I it made me want to see this next phase. It did do that, and and actually, Paul Rudd's likable. Yeah. And and so no, I had a good time with it. Now, is it going to change your view of cinema? No. Is it as much fun as the first? I did it give me the same feeling I got the first time I watched Iron Man? No. My kid. So it's burned, somewhere in between. My kid has burned through the three Iron Man films a couple of times last year. His his I think his favorite is the second one. It has more ACDC. Uh, he just, just, just actually that's Salsas. I think that's his least favorite one. Yeah, I that's my least favorite. I'm and not I, arguing with you. I want to, I want to, I want to know what they cut from Mickey Rourke because Mickey they, Rourke, that's why he said he'd never come back. Is they he he well, evidently they, built an entire backstory and they filmed it. And they the five year old still loves Spider Man 3, too. So there you go. No counting for taste. All right. So, so should we actually get to the topic? I think we're 20 minutes in and had you no, it's good. No, we're about it. we're seven. <laughs> seven, Chad. Jeez. Okay. Anybody that's a fan of this show knows we don't get to our topic till 10 minutes. Say, well, we Joe's already canceled us uh, by minute four. By saying prostitute or whore? Yeah, that's what you said. Which one canceled us? I'm not saying it. You <laughs> the can't Ford. Say prostitute whore? Ford Blake. Say it, Chad. Nope. Say it. Nope. Is it is it awful close to a She-Ra villain? Yep. And it ends with Dak. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dak. 
Yeah, I didn't know that was cancelable, so there you go. Uh, well, if you watch Farzar, then it, none of this is cancelable. That's true, that's true. We're never. Really... By the way, speaking, I know we need to go on with the topic, but I watched Paradise PD finally all the way through. I've only it's, watched the first That's season. why I like Paradise PD over Farzar, because I watched that one first. Well, see, I watched Farzar first, and I went it's back good. and watched it, but I'll be honest, you know what Paradise PD has going for it? What? The old cop? No. The old like cop is guy. occasionally funny. It's Dusty, the fat guy. Yeah. Dusty, by the last season, there's an entire episode where he's, and it's, you don't even see him. It goes to that rescue. He's my second favorite character. Where it's just the text on the screen like they do on cop shows. Yeah. And it's supposed to be him talking to an officer, but he's accidentally, like, he, he ate a bunch of drugged brownies because he didn't know they had drugs in them. Yeah. And he's sitting there and he goes, there's a guy in my house and he keeps staring at me. And he keeps going back and forth. And oh, finally, Go he goes, I'm going to punch, I'm going to punch him. And, he, and the guy on the phone, do not try to punch him, sir. And of course, it's Samir in his bathroom. But he punched him. He goes, he put glass in my hand. <laughs> and it keeps going on. And finally, my favorite part about it is that the officer gets tired of dealing with him. He goes, sir, there's only one way to fight those people that look exactly like you. If you go over to your window, or, or are you on a tall story? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on like the fifth floor. Okay. Go over to your window and put your foot out and see if he puts his foot out too. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it. The dumb. He just uh, and he ends up with him jumping out the window to stop the guy that looks exactly like him. And I don't know why. That's about a minute and a half clip, and I yeah, was I rolling all the way through it. Dusty may be the greatest animated character of the past five years. Just I couldn't help it, and none of it's none of it's correct. None of it's no. None of it I, is. It's it's just yeah. funny. I like the part. I like the things with her hitting on him and all the things she says to him. So anyway, imagine that. Now, our topic today was a James Thomas topic, and I yeah, so to it and thought it was a really good idea and started until I started looking things up and trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about. And then I was like, "Damn you, James! You've if it makes you feel any better, off. I had the same experience. So here's here's the setup for how this happens, ladies and gentlemen. This may not I don't be our lie. There's episode. so many. There is well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking about a vulture article that will literally will do a, a tree down as we talk about it. But so what started was I was I was goofing off. Uh actually I wasn't goofing off, but somebody said, Hey, hey. have you ever heard of this film directed by Walter <laughs> Hill called The Long Riders? And I had never heard of The Long Riders. Never, 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 never heard of it. But somebody's like, Oh, we you like so many movies, we thought you would have heard of it. And I said, Nope. When was this? What, What's a, a guy I work with that just knows that he's never listened to the show. Don't worry. Uh, well, but, no, I, I thought we talked about it on the show, but I, clearly we haven't. No, I don't think so because I didn't know. And he said, Oh, it's got a bunch of those. It's got a bunch of brothers in it. And he said, actually, that's all it's really got going for it. And then I looked it up and found out it was Walter Hill and all that stuff, actually. But so this movie is called the long riders. It stars the Carradines. That would be David Keith and Robert as the young youngers. It stars James and Stacey Keach as Jesse and Frank James. It stars Dennis and Randy Quaid as the Millers. And Christopher Guest and Nicholas Guest as the Fords, Charlie and Robert. Mm -hmm. Same yep. Western thing. But uh, Walt, uh, Walter Hill said he did it because he always wanted to do a Western. Yeah. But he said the way they wrote it and how this came together is really interesting. Evidently, there was a musical that Stacey Keach... Uh, and, and James Keach had done on stage that was based on this. And then somebody else was writing an actual kind of historical film about it. 
and they merged them together to make this. But Walter Hill has the best quote about this because he says it actually doesn't work as a movie in the ways people expect it to because it's not a three-act play. It's a four-act play. And he went on to say, well, I'll just quote him. Instead of the logical conclusion being at Northfield, it then goes on to another phase of a spiral downward and ends in Jesse's death. It's very hard material to give the proper dramatic curve to. It doesn't lay out in a classic three-act structure. It's almost a four-act piece with Northfield and the aftermath being the culmination of the third act. The fourth act is almost an epilogue, how they went down. There's a line from a John Goddard film. The jokes are funny, but the bullets are real. That's mm -hmm. really what this movie is about. These were big, reckless, high-spirited guys that were unaware of the ripples they caused. But the movie got sold because they they went to the studio, they went to the United Artists and say, we'll just cast a bunch of brothers. And that was the gimmick. And the story goes that the way they got the Carradines to do it is they went to, I think, Keith first and went, well, David said he'd do it if you would do it. David corroborated. David, uh, cor uh, sorry, I can't say that damn word. Why can't Corroborated? Corroborated, yeah, that. And he talks a little bit about it in his book. If you ever get a chance to read David Carradine's autobiography, it's 800 pages, but it's a hell of a read. And so, yeah, that's what they did. They went back and forth to them and went, well, your brother agreed to do it if you'd do it. Well, I'll do it if he does it. And that's how they got him to do it. But it stars four sets of brothers who all were relatively names to conjure with in some way or another. Um, and and it, it came out, and according to, I didn't know this, United Artists, it made money. Not a lot, but I think Stacy Keach said they actually were writing a prequel that they finished, and it just never got made. Yeah. But so the Long Riders, but anyway, it got me thinking, there's quite a few movies out there that are, for lack of a better term, family films not really being watched by families, but they star a lot of people from a family. And so that's why I pitched the topic. But much like Joe said, I pitched it, and then I realized it's not going to be uh, – there's not I, – I, I struggled with it once I said, let's do this. Mm -hmm. yeah, but I do need to see The Long Riders because he directed Warriors, Joe. Warriors. Yeah, I, I can't believe you have I, – I hadn't watched it till a few years ago. I, I really wanted to – it was actually one of the producers on that is Sandy King. And the reason that's uh, – we – well, I'll just say it. We had her – we had her verbal yes and then her agent although we've told later by maybe a certain screenwriter that she probably didn't want to do it and just had her agent cancel on us and sandy king is famous for for not only being a producer but she's also married to john carpenter that's john carpenter's right sandy king carpenter and uh i just really had never seen it i'm with james it was only in the last few years chad have you ever watched it uh brothers uh brothers long riders long riders, long riders. sorry um i seen parts of it a long long time ago i couldn't well, I see, and i i enjoyed it but it's not a it's not an overly good film i i wouldn't say it's as bad as supernova and the walter hill catalog but it's 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 not it, it's fun because of all the different great character actors who are all brothers in it like james said it's it's a fun little movie for that but at the same time it, i don't know that it quite works so when I James brought this up and I was trying to do research, I was like, oh, well, there's got to be. And it's hard because you can't just search family movies. And then you start looking about nepotism in Hollywood. And then that's where it gets tricky because Vulture did this whole thing about Gen Z babies that are nepotism. I'm not even going to get into those. 
Okay. And then there's even more when you just go back and back and back. For example, second generation stars, Tom Hanks, Colin Hanks, Bruce Willis, Demi Moore, Rumor Willis. And all of these people went on to be in movies. So we have Sosie Bacon now. And then, uh, hold on, Kate Capshaw, Steven Spielberg's uh, daughter, Jessica Capshaw. Who else do we have? Scott Kahn, Jane Kahn's well, son. I can go got, on. You've got all the Estevez Sheenses, right? Yeah. I haven't even went back all the way. The Barrymores, you, actually, I would say you could write a book about, but there's about 15 books about. All the way back with Lionel Barrymore, John Barrymore, obviously Drew Barrymore. I mean, that is a legacy family of award-winning actors. Well, and there's there's a couple of those. I mean, uh, you know, you got to talk about go. You you mentioned the Carradines, but I mean, you didn't. I mean, it starts with John Carradine, the father, yeah, and then he goes and has David, Robert, Keith, Bruce, and Chris, and then they go on. To have Martha Plimpton, yep, is the um, and then uh, there's Kansas Tom Ever and Callista. They, I mean, it goes on and on and on. I mean, they just keep this. The Carradine family just keeps having people go into now. Now, some of the great grandchildren of John Carradine, other than Martha, really haven't gone on to do much, mm-hmm. but. It's still just it's it's the 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 cycle keeps going with this family. So why does you know how does this nepotism continue? And then the other the other family that has that same kind of lineage is the Fondas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you could go on and on and on about them. I mean, there's it starts with Henry Fonda, um, and then it goes down to Jane and Hen. Uh, Help me, guys. I'm Jane and Peter Fonda. Jane yeah. and Peter, and then Bridget Fonda. Yeah, I mean it. Bridget, it's an, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Bridget, go ahead. Bridget Fonda and Peter Fonda. Uh, was it Gas Food Lodging? Is that the one? It, Peter Fonda has a quick cameo in that movie with her. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I mean. Go ahead. No, no, I'm. <laughs> I keep interrupting you. No, no, it's okay. Keep you go. But we have the yeah. That's another one. Let's talk about the Houston's. It goes all the way back to Walter Houston, then John Houston, Angelica Houston, and the character actor Danny Houston. If you don't know who that is, he's a f- he is a famous actor in his own right. If you're a huge fan of Bro- Boardwalk Empire, he was the 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 soldier who had the the fake mask. Which, by the way, is a phenomenal role that he plays. Yes. I agree. Like honestly, I, once I saw him in that, I'm like, I can't picture him almost in anything else because he does three that so generations well. though. Yeah. Right. Well, and the, and, go ahead. Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas, and Cameron Douglas. Cameron just now getting back into acting, we'll say. But I mean, there's definitely something there as well. Now you know so, along. I was just going to say, along with the Carradines and the Fondas, another mega family who you got to think about when you think of Hollywood nepotism is the flipping Coppolas. Yep. I mean, you have Carmen Coppola, you have Francis Ford Coppola, you have Talia Shire. Shire? Shire. Um, Shire. And then that goes to Sophia, Jason Schwartzman, Nick Cage. 
I mean, the list of the Coppolas in cinema. I want to make a joke about how, you know, not like Nick Cage, who had to make it all on his own. That's a real working actor. <laughs> yeah, for some of you who are listening to this, Nick Cage is a Coppola. They yeah. probably don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is his? Because his first name isn't Nick either, is it? It's it's. Uh, I'm not for sure about that. Well, you all talk. I'll look it up. I, I I'll I, I, yeah, it may be. But I, I, Chad brought up the Estevezes earlier, and we can't forget that. Yeah, uh, well, James I mean, did. especially Joe Estevez, the America's Estevez. But I didn't know this, by the way. Joe Estevez, it when um, yeah, Michael Sheen. Mm-hmm. Was had that heart attack and couldn't finish some of it of a certain movie that is famous. I didn't know they brought in Joe Estevez to help finish it. It is. It's Nicholas Kim Coppola. Okay, it's Nicholas Kim. Okay, it is Nick. Okay, sorry. Um, dumbass. Yeah, I deserve that. I deserve that. Well, we're, well, and when you're dumb, I'm going to talk about the bridges and the Brolins. But no, well, as I was saying, that's the entire thing. The uh, but Joe Estevez is in a lot of movies that aren't great. He's in a lot of mystery science theater groups out and follow. I'll just yeah. say it that way. Um, now, I will be honest. Usually, he is the best thing in that stuff. He does have some talent. Uh, he just he he doesn't have his brother's, I guess, presence. But uh, but yeah, no, the Estevez uh, and, and all of that is uh, yeah, definitely a family legacy. Go ahead, Joe. Talk about the bridges. Well, Lloyd Bridges had two sons, Bo and Jeff, who were both fantastic actors. Of course, we all know Jeff's a little more famous than Bo, but they both have worked all their lives, and Lloyd worked all of his life. And what's interesting about it is that they both got their starts on their on the, his TV show, Sea Hunt. Sea Hunt. Sea Hunt, which people don't remember as much as they did. I'm sorry, I'm looking up something, too. Uh, but... I, that I find that fascinating that they both went on to have full careers. Josh Brolin is the son of Barbara Streisand and James Brolin. People don't know that Barbara Streisand. And then let's go through just some of these. And I'm like I said, I wanted to bring this up from Vulture because Vulture did this really good article where it goes into detail. And I didn't know this about the chaplains. The chaplains have ruled for 110 years. Playwright Eugene O'Neill was the father of actress Una O'Neill, who married Charlie Chaplin, Una also dated J.D. Salinger. They had a daughter, actress Geraldine Chaplin. Geraldine's daughter is Game of Thrones actress Una Chaplin. Hmm. Anybody? I don't know who she is in Game of Thrones. I don't know. The Coppola's, like you said, for 52 years, because what we forget, we think of Francis Ford Coppola, but we forget Francis Ford Coppola was the son of a famous composer, a guy named Carmine Coppola. Yep. Right? And Talia Shire is for Francis's sister. Francis' children, Frank, filmmakers Sophia and Roman Coppola. Sophia is married to Thomas Mars of the Brand Phoenix. Talia's sons are actor Jason Schwartzman and musician 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 Robert Schwartzman. Carmine was also the grandfather of James. Who's your favorite actor? Say Nicholas Cage. Yeah, it would be Nick Cage. That's, That's why I was, just said yeah. this. Why are you repeating yeah. it? I, I just know. was trying to. Re- Make sure everybody understood where we were. Okay. Why are you being a dick? I don't know what you're doing. I'm reading off stuff about all these different families that go back, not just once, but for several, several years. Now, back to when we're talking about nepotism in films, and this is going a little different than I thought it would, but I actually think it's a slightly more interesting. People talk about 
and it was great on I'm going to give you an example. Project Greenlight, when they did Feast, in a movie Feast, is, it was a Project Greenlight feature. And they brought Wes Craven in to make a horror film because they used to do the show called Project Greenlight. And a couple of the films that they made, the show was more popular than the actual movies. And they wanted to make them, finally, they decided to do a horror film with the third or fourth season. And they wanted to, actually, yes, Chad. Just want to point out, you can watch Feast for free on Tubi. And it well worth it. Well worth it. Check yeah. out Feast. The sequels are diminishing returns, but check out the first Feast. He wanted, the guy was John Gulliger. He's the director. He's the one they picked. And he wanted to cast his dad, and they threw up a fit because his dad is the famous character actor who just passed away last year, Clue Gulliger. Yeah. Yeah. And he also wanted to cast his partner, and I don't remember her name, as the lead actress, Tuffy. They both got into the movie, and the series documents him trying to get them cast and his dad sitting there in a diner. They're at a diner late at night and his dad had made a list of nepotism in Hollywood and he's talking about the Fondas and everyone else and the Coppola's going down the list. And it stuck in my mind, I guess this was 15, 20 years ago, for, as long as it, for all this time, because I often wonder, is it positive? And so the way I look at it is, there's nepotism in everything. So yeah, you're learning see, a trade. You're learning the family trade. You're learning kind of the family trade. And some people take to it and some people don't. For example, my dad was a mechanic. He was good with those things. I am not good and never had any interest in those things. <laughs> it's the same thing with acting. That's what they were brought up around. That's what they might find interesting. And that's the reason a musician has an artist, because you're learning the family trade. Now, the counter argument to that, I will say, is, is that when you grow up around it, you have access to things that other people who may want to get into it don't. Correct. Even if people don't want to hire you because you're Clue Gulliger's son, they you will still know how the industry probably works better than anyone. Just like I know how I took a... Because my dad never graduated high school, ran his own business. I had an intro to business class I didn't even buy the book for in Moorhead and ended up making a B in the class just simply because of shit I learned from my dad. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, yes, there's nepotism. And yes, that gives you, but it happens in every other industry. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Son or daughter that inherits the business. It just I agree with you. And, and in some cases, you know, it's, it never bothers me because it's like case in point you have um oh shoot uh you have tony curtis and janet lee right who gave us jamie lee who just won best actress who just won best actress and congratulations and, for her body of work i haven't seen the movie i don't know if she deserves it for the movie but she deserves you it you really need to borrow my blu-ray to watch that it I is a no you had it on blu-ray i okay. bought it i bought it the day it got released I, I, if i knew that i'd have told you to drop it off yeah, I'm, I, I wish I, I, I did. I thought you'd already seen it. No, let me I, finish the last twenty minutes of Top Gun and then yeah, and then come get it because it is my favorite movie of last year, and I was shocked that it got the Oscar. And I, I didn't watch the Oscars. Gun? Nope. Well, then I don't know that you should say it was your best. I, it'll it, everything everywhere all once is going to be my favorite movie regardless. Maverick. But no, uh, and by the way, I was I don't watch the Oscars. I stopped watching it years ago. I don't care. But I was legitimately excited when I woke up the next morning and saw that it won everything. So anyway. But Jamie Lee is a phenomenal actress. She has given me some of my favorite movies of all time. And then, you know, and then that leads to 
she has an off branch of another family, the Gyllenhaals. She's the godmother of Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal, whose father and father and mother, Stephen Gyllenhaal and Naomi uh, Foner, have been working in the industry for years. And both of them have given me some of the Nightcrawler, Prisoner. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, and Maggie's been in uh, Donnie Donnie Darko along with Jake. All of their performances have been great. And the nepotism part doesn't bother me. And there's another group of nepotism that I'm going to mention here. Um, that doesn't bother me at all is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn gave us Kate Hudson and Wyatt Russell. Technically, Goldie Hawn gave us gave us uh, uh, um, um, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. I know, but, she but they did give Kurt us Russell. Wyatt Russell, and Wyatt Russell is fantastic in a couple of things. But Kate recognizes Kurt as her father, so I give her I give him props for raising, for giving her some some good acting chops. But yeah, they and but they. These are these are instances of families that have produced, and by the way, all the families we have mentioned have given us great performances and great movies that we love. But of course, there are those who, God bless it, you used your 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 advantage to get into movies, and you really shouldn't be there. There are other star actresses who oh, actors, sure. yeah, who have way more talent than you, um, and should not be here. And that's a good example. <laughs> but I don't think they have long careers. There's one that I could argue has had a long career and I don't and I don't understand why, even though I like her. Jennifer Aniston. Um man, she, she hasn't been a successful show though. It's just Yeah, but again, she was not she the played, driving. Well, she she played one part for 30 yeah. years. Yeah, and she continues. And I, I'm just like and just like, yeah. Yeah. so I don't know. Have you ever seen her in that leprechaun, dude? <laughs> that actually started my crush of Jennifer Aniston is leprechaun. And then she's like, oh, it's the, and then she was in friends. I'm like, oh, it's the chick from guard leprechaun. I'm going to admit it now. I don't have a crush on Jennifer Aniston. I did at one point <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> did not. So I am, I am, uh, I am very proud of myself. <laughs> James, what else did you want to talk about with this topic? I want to talk about, I, I think there's this sense of, you talked about the family business, and I think that's valid, but I think there's also those parents that get a little bit worried about their children going into the family business because they know how bad it can be, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's stories, and I, I was trying to see if I could find anything to back this up, but I've heard stories that Donald Sutherland tried to convince, for yeah. instance, Kiefer Sutherland not to go into the family business, that it was not what he needed to do. But there's a story about that that I find fascinating because I don't know if you know this, uh, Donald Sutherland for quite some time did Volvo commercials. Yeah. Among, amongst others. Yeah. But he, Volvo commercials and uh, the story goes, actually it's in an interview with Kiefer Sutherland that Kiefer found out, thought, thought he was making pretty good money, but found out how good of money he was making just doing Volvo commercials, the narration for Volvo commercials. And so when he found out, he called his father's agent up and said, quote, I told his agent that I could do a really good Donald Sutherland for half that amount of money. I don't think my father thought it was very funny, but I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) And uh, I I think that's one of the things that, you know, I, I think that's the other side of it, right? I think when you talk about nepotism, it's important to 
think about the other side of that, right? I, I think, for instance, we all have jobs, careers, if you will. And I like my job. I like my quote unquote career, but I don't know if it'd be the first thing I'd want my kids to do. I don't want my son to go into this unless he had some sort of just burning desire. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I love what I do, but I don't know if I'd be the first person to say, oh, no, no, you know, children, the the best path for you in life is to become an educational historian because we're so in demand, right? I don't think that's it. I don't think, and I think that's the other side of it, that when you look at these examples of of what does it mean to be an actor, a director, or anything else, it's it's a lot. It's, it's tough. It's a, it's a hard road. I mean, because you know this this business that we clearly aren't all that in, but this business is tough, and there's a lot of no's, and there's a lot of work out there for tradesmen, for trade people, for skilled trade people. But the work moves, and you have to be kind of a gypsy to do with it to do that, and. And if you want to be an actor or the actual creative as far as writing and directing and producing, then that's that's it's tough. It's a tough business. Well, and I think you hit walls, right? I think that's one of the things that I mean, looking at Jennifer Anderson as an example, does she have famous forebears? Sure. But she had to do the leprechaun. Well, yeah. yeah. And but I mean I mean her dad was Curiacus. You don't start in, and I would say the same thing, and I, no offense meant Jamie Lee Curtis got insanely lucky mm-hmm. in some ways to get to start in Halloween. Now, Halloween wasn't Halloween at the time, obviously. But if you think about what she could have had to start in, if you think about, you know, to come out and really mm-hmm. only have, and I'm not saying Jamie Lee Curtis applied on her family name or anything. Right. But if that is all you bring to the table, you're going to have to take some movies that may not be great. Jamie Lee Curtis was fortunate that Halloween is a classic and, and did something new or or redefined something that was pre-existing, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the things, too. I think um, I do sometimes think about it, though, because my other question is you mentioned the bridges earlier. And, of course, I can't bring up the bridges without bringing up the greatest combo of the bridges ever on in a movie that would of course be lloyd bridges and jeff bridges in the 1994 epic blown away <laughs> um and well, you have that... both of his sons he worked with both of his yeah. sons but, yeah, but you did a tv movie with Bo once yeah but you have that moment that question i guess where you like i want to know did they both happen to sign on that movie? I would imagine not, right? I would imagine one of them, in my mind, probably Jeff called Jeff Lord Bridges up. and called Lord, yeah. Yeah, and, and so I think that's an interesting part of it as well, if you're trying to establish, because that there, it's not his father in the thing. It's his, it's a father-like relationship, but it's not. he's not playing his father in the movie. Mm-hmm. But then you get movies that are completely built around this idea of a family where they just cast the family members and i think the best example of that and you all may argue with me is it runs in the family 
which stars the Douglases. It's a good one, but I, 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 my mind automatically goes to a movie that's kind of I don't hear a lot of people talk about, but on Golden Pond, where you know James. That's actually a great example. I think that's a better example because it's a better movie. No yeah, offense yeah, meant yeah. to the Douglases. No, that's a fun movie because there's three generations of Douglases in there. But on Golden Pond, you know Henry won a, I think, an Academy Award. Well, you've, I mean, it has nothing to do with. That it's got Catherine Hepburn in it, so it automatically gets points for me because Catherine Hepburn had personality, right? And personality will take you far with me. Um, quickly, but yeah. Go quickly though about Lloyd, Jeff, and Bo have both said, and I find this interesting. Where other people try to talk them out, he actually wanted them. He loved being an actor. He loved the business. He wanted his boys to go into the business. Yeah, I, th- I think it's all about what you want to do, right? And I think it's also about knowing your kid. Like if if one of my kids turned out and so far it doesn't look like high risk but if one of them got really nerdy and wanted to spend a ton of time in the archives and stuff i guess i'd be like well, okay if you're gonna do it let me take you under my wing and give you what i can give you and you need to learn from other people too because god knows i ain't the be all end all um well, i mean you are to chad and i well that's god you all need to raise your standards yeah we have don't thought- have any standards we like you. We have no taste, have but no we taste. like you. We like you. Um, Did I mention I'm gonna? I really want to watch G Man from Hell. <laughs> no, didn't mention it at all. <laughs> have I told you that you really shouldn't go out on Best Picture deciding until you've watched Maverick? I did. Mel Gibson. I Pretty good. Maverick. That's a good. One. That's good. Yeah, good one. That is a good. I don't. One. I don't think you can convince me. There's one better. That James Gardner. That mm. is a good one. So there is a ton of examples that we could go through for, I mean, right now, well, Ethan Hawke just directed a a movie with his daughter here in Kentucky Uh, and she's a good actress. You know, she's in stranger things. She was in once upon a time in, in Hollywood. She, by the way, you shouldn't say just his daughter. Now he directed his daughter, but that she, she also has a mother. Uma Thurman and never heard of her. Yeah, you've never heard of Uma Thurman. She never killed Bill or nothing, which ties us back to the Carradines. Uh, yeah, and yeah. you know, we. Sorry, I got a cough real quick. I'm gonna mute my microphone. While he's coughing, James is taking a drink, and I will be talking to you with my dulcet tone. So we still got, you know, you also have the Stillers, Jerry Stiller, yeah, and Ben and Amy. Amy is a lesser known, but she does a lot of. Uh, very minor work in, in Hollywood. She usually plays like some kind of crazy mother. Um, and then Ben, uh, the third generation has started his daughter. Ella has begun acting into, in a few things. So she's just getting her start. The right. Um, sorry. Ivan Reitman, Jason Reitman, his sister. Mm-hmm. I forgot. She runs a, she actually has her own show in Canada. Yeah. She also stars and produces. One, uh, this is one of those examples of maybe you shouldn't have gone this route. She got in by Bayer Sterner name, but Johnny Depp and his daughter, Lily Rose Depp, mm-hmm. you know, that's another example. But again, that I really feel like Lily Rose may be a little in over her head. Oh, wow. Johnny will pull this out. So yeah. back to, back to it. I'm curious. Uh, is there any others that we should talk about while we're, I mean, there's just so many, the Murray's, but that's not multi-generation. Yeah. And it's like the Baldwin's they're not multi-generation. They're mostly just the brothers. Yes. Right. But you know, I think that's an interesting point because the long riders were all brothers. And I think it is interesting. And I, what I do, I will admit 
unfortunate incidents of recent news that have, have kept Alec in the news. I love the fact that the Baldwins don't get along politically. Like, to be honest, that makes me feel a little bit better because I can imagine that their family reunions outside of their movie making and all that stuff yeah. are about like my family reunions where everything goes fine, everybody's enjoying the potato salad and whatnot, and then somebody brings up politics and you're like, oh, hell, we're done. Look at Here you, it goes. Fancy Frenchman with your potato salad. I didn't say it was good potato salad. It was just mustard on potatoes. My dad, that's more than I've got right now. Me and my love potato salad. All right. I think we're kind of getting towards the end of this topic, unless I'm missing something. Well, so yeah. the other thing that I would say, are there any, I'm trying to think of other up and coming, because there's, there's quite a few, I, you could argue, actually, Brian Cranston's father was an actor, but he wasn't a successful right. Right. If you, uh, by the way, that's that's a great autobiography. His memoir mm-hmm. uh, is it. What's it called? I'm blanking on the title. Well, yeah, Brian Cranston's memoir. He talks Brian, about, Brian, yes. He talks about his father was in a uh, the late great recently passed at 100 years old. Bert I. Gordon. He was in some of his movies mm-hmm. as an extra. Which, if you're an extra in a Bert I. Gordon movie, uh, but Brian Cranston said in his book his favorite scene that his dad ever did was. Uh, beginning of the end, which stars Peter Graves, uh, is about grasshoppers that attack Chicago. And his dad was killed by a grasshopper in the opening scene of that movie. Um, he's a military guy. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, that being said, so I think that's the other thing that I kind of close it on, I guess, for me is that there's also all these other connections. And actually, you alluded to it earlier, Joe. Coppola started with the music side of thing. Mm-hmm. And slowly jumped over. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, that that's the other side of it is. I think for all the nepotism in the world, that doesn't mean, as you all alluded to earlier, right? It doesn't guarantee you a career. It doesn't Maybe. guarantee you a career. And I and, and Chad gave a I understand where Chad's coming from his example of one. But for the most part, for these people who had a short burst or were on the scene, I don't think longevity is true for most people who aren't real talents or don't have right. actual talent. I don't think longevity is in the cards for them. Just like in your own work, wherever you're at. I mean, you probably get pissed at people. It's like, well, they keep getting promoted and they keep getting moved and moved. They suck. But truthfully, look around you. Most of the time, people who aren't very good at something end up moving on or moving out. or, or just, Am I right, John? Agree. Agree. You, well, deal, you, you deal with and then eventually they disappear they just kind of do something yeah and i think the other thing is is how much grind do you have in Mm -hmm. i think that's the other part and we've talked about this when we've interviewed other people actors writers uh stuff you know it it is and even uh, i can only parallel it to what i know but right i can write a dozen articles i've got one that's been cited 20 times i've got one that was published literally the same week that's been cited twice if right. I got paid by citations, you would know me for that one, but not that other one, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is. We're all, um, no matter what your field is, some of these actors that have these family connections are in god-awful films. Mm-hmm. And if they don't find something else to jump into or something else to move into, then that's when their career is done. Yeah. Case in, case in point, the, and I'll, I'll end on this one one family. When and this is a good family to end on. You have to talk about the Howards. 
You have Rance Howard and yep. Gene Spiegel Howard, two great character actors that would be forgotten if it wasn't for the fact that they produced Ron Howard and Clint Howard. So you have Ron Howard, who is excelling, continues to excel. And then you have Clint Howard, who kind of is going down this way. But well, he's still... he is a icon. Especially he is. for a horror movie. He's a horror movie icon. I am not belittling Clint Howard. He is an icon in terms of, but in terms of the status of Ron Howard, not so well, much. No. Well, that's, a, that's then, a call order. Yeah. And then Ron, of course, gave us Bryce Dallas Howard, who should stick around. She's a talented actress. And she's, she's a good a, actress, but she's a damn good director. Director. Uh, that's what getting ready to say. Yeah. Yes. She learned a lot. So yeah. By the way, Chad, can I can I say one thing real quick, Chad, before we wrap this up? Yep. I just assumed, assumed out of the fact we were talking about family being in movies together, and you're, let's say, penchant for bringing up things just to throw me and Joe off. I assumed you were going to throw out the Olsen twins at some point. No, because they no, because they did a lot of TV movies, Chad. They did a lot of them. A lot of. Takes know, but, two. It takes more than two. I don't know what all. But again, this falls into the Baldwin's. It, it was the three daughters. The three daughters. Well, I know, but we started with Long Riders, which is all brothers. But actually, which now though it's making me think most the kids today don't remember the Olsen twins, but they remember a certain other Olsen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that Scarlet Witch is remembered way more than the Olsen twins now. I, you know what? I am not going to disagree with that. That is absolutely positively true. Yeah. And she's a better actress. Yeah, she is a better actress. It takes two or one good one. <laughs> That's right. Come at me, Olsen twins. My name's Chad Jennings. Oh, hey, New York Minute sucked. <laughs> there, come at me. Like they're going to bother to watch it either. Well, no, that's why I, I literally picture it. so going, fun if they did. I picture them dabbing their tears with their money. That's all I do is be a quick hand me another hundred. He said another mean thing. The best thing about New York Minute is it gave us Jarrett Peladaki. Peladaki. Whatever his fucking name Paddle is. Paddle Duck. Paddle Duck. Yeah. It gave us Jared Paddle Duck. He will be known as nothing other than Jared Paddle Duck. All right, guys. Well, this has been Bonehead. I think we should probably wrap this one up a little bit. I know this is a little bit of a different topic, but I actually think it was a pretty good idea, James. Well, I mean, I honestly, I was saying we were going to do films, but I'm glad it went the way it did because bow I your head had, in shame, you piece of shit. This was I only had topic. Long Riders and It Runs in the Family before I hit a wall and said, "God, I hope they have something." So yeah, they had a all whole for... list. I like. I... Well, name them. I did. I've named them all throughout this last minute. Oh well, shit! You didn't have that big of a list. New York Minute. That's all he had. That's that's all it took him to name his fucking list. No, I'd had a list, and then Joe went and repeated what I said. I did not. I just repeated those ones. Did I talk to you oh. about the Gyllenhaals? And did I talk to you about the Hawks? And did I talk to you about the Bears? I, I was gonna say you could do Donnie Darko, and you could also say real quick. I've got to mention I forgot one thing, and this is only for Mystery Science Theater three thousand fans. Y'all remember Operation Kid Brother with Neil Connery? No. No, you don't. No. Nobody does. But it exists. They couldn't get Sean, but they could get his younger brother, Neil. So we got Operation Kid Brother. It has a dozen other titles. Mm. Check it out sometime if you're a completist. Got if you're it. not, don't. Don't. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Fun. No, no. This is a regular Bonehead Weekly. Yeah, regular. It this it's is regular the version that people tune out in the same time it takes for them to watch the, the fun this side. is I was like, this is what they leave on for their dogs if they hate their <laughs> dogs. <laughs>
Good night, people, and fuck your dogs. Grrrr. <sniffs>